0: Hey there. hey there. Welcome to Night Moods HDQ. I am Michael, your Chief Mood Officer, here on the podcast side, inside the lab on a Christmas Eve for you. This is part two of a three-part series I have entitled Citizenship, Sonship, and Love. I want to welcome also all of our viewers on our new YouTube channel where you can see the backdrops and Watched live during the podcast and also sometimes during the radio show, but for tonight, this is part two of a three-part series called Citizenship, Sonship, and Love. I'll be spending a lot of time deconstructing John 15, and more importantly, it helps you learn and apply yourself how to cultivate a kingdom life at the same time expanding Father's heavenly kingdom in your atmosphere, in your environment, and your territory. And it is my belief and in my witness and travels in the ministry that the church has missed this special uh, revelation that Jesus reveals in all of his gospels from all of those two apostles and two associates who wrote their testimonies, uh, eyewitness accounts and or second hand, but it's in the intimate books of John where we receive the special teachings, the, the special classes, the master classes that he revealed to his disciples and those chosen elect ones. So my opportunity for me with you tonight in this moment, and you want to have your notes and you want to be able to write and take as much as you're able to take in, but you can also go back and listen to the podcast over to catch what you missed. So I'll do my best to give you some pause, but for the time of this podcast, I want to dive in and get into the deconstruction that will help you cultivate your kingdom life and expand father's heavenly kingdom in your territory, in your environment, and in your atmosphere and sonship. Out of all the three teachings I'm going to be teaching in this three-part series, uh, sonship is vital. Sonship comes before your calling. And if you're listening to this podcast and and you are commissioned as a minister according to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 10 and 11, then if you are out of order, meaning... We are out of order when you are applying the gift of ministry before your relationship. So sonship is vital, and Jesus reveals these four protocols. And the four protocols draw out a door or a portal that brings you into access to our Heavenly Father. It is recorded in the Gospels where Jesus says, I am the door. No one can come to the Father unless they come through me. Meaning he's the way, he's the door to the Father. And through him, we draw access and proximity to our Father in his courtroom, in his chamber, in the mountain of God, in the presence of the presence. And sonship is vital. You need to understand positioning Accessibility and proximity. Positioning, accessibility, and proximity to Abba Father through relationship by which we're able to call him Abba Father. And sonship in its simplest term is understood this way. A relationship with your spiritual father. To have a relationship. that sonship. And so when I mention sonship, in a general term, I'm always including it every time and every moment when I say sonship, all of our sisters in Christ. So for the lack of time that we have here with you during the podcast, and I'm really glad you're here, because this is crucial. This is vital. You, you may want to share this one so that the understanding of sonship um, reverberates like and ripples throughout the nations who may not understand that you must be a son first position before your gift of calling, serving Jesus and father's kingdom. So we'll be in John 15. And we're going to take a journey and I will do my best to slow down so that you can chew on The deconstruction, breaking down the scriptures, chewing on them, proving them, and applying yourself through them. And when you understand the kingdom protocols that Jesus reveals, then it opens up for you sonship. And sonship opens the doors in heaven. A king with a son is... I'm going to put this in in in, in the in the simplest terms. Proximity and position. When a son and a father are together, the son is watching the father, and he's watching mannerisms. He's watching uh, not only mannerisms, but he's listening to what father is saying. He is seeing and watching how he's doing things, and in the same token. he is acutely aware that he is being seen and the father is acutely aware that his son is watching. And so you have this give and take of a relationship and through that give and take and that building of a relationship, you have the relationship drawing out instruction, questions, tests, learning tied to a promise and the son draws up maturity by the relationship and accessibility and within the proximity of his earthly father. Now in the same token, our heavenly father being king upon a throne allows for his sons and daughters to come to him in his chamber, in his courtroom to deal with legal matters at all times in the kingdom, that rules him as a judge on his throne. And also in this chamber, he is a Father. So a son has special and unique privileges. So John 15, the revelation that Jesus reveals, and I believe the church has missed this throughout generations in their ways of teaching through kingdom doctrine, but they have missed this one. Think of John 15 as four protocols, kingdom protocols, statutes, and or ordinances, but these are protocols. Not so much a formula, but four port- four corners that make a door. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way, I'm the light. No one can come to the Father unless they come through me. He is the door to us having access to, and proximity to Abba Father. So these four protocols, when he reveals these in the scriptures, brings you to access in Father's kingdom. And you have access before his throne. So for lack of time, I want to use part two during this podcast to deconstruct this. And if you have any questions, I want to make sure that you email me at hdq at gmail.com and I'll get back and answer the questions and assist and serve you with a greater understanding. So I want you to understand in sonship, maturity grows. Sonship as I'll teach on a multi-part series, no, subparts out of this part two, uh, draws in the presence of the kingdom of heaven. So there'll be a, a subpart to this, sonship, which I'll be teaching on the presence of the kingdom of heaven. Sonship is is pivotal. It is crucial. It's, it's vital to your maturity, to your growth, and how you cultivate kingdom life and expand Father's kingdom. Whew. I taught this over the last decade from Munster, Indiana, to Crown Point, to Chicago, and then finally in Morocco, Indiana. Now I was taught this by the Holy Spirit, but it first was dropped to me when I answered the call to the Apostolic Office. And I reached out to a couple of ministers, one of an elder who um, I was part of his fellowship. Um, and he, he's of that level where he's on television, so on and so forth. But he reached out, got back to me, and he gave me John 15. And with John 15, he gave me the instruction, learn how a farmer farms. And that's all he said. And we stayed in contact. And, and I began through those cities. Chicago to break this down and learn about the three realms of the kingdom, here that Jesus reveals. And every time I would go back in my travels, and the Holy Spirit would take me deeper in John 15, take me deeper, as though he was saying, "You haven't hit the foundation, the truth, the, the sweet spot in what Jesus is revealing to all of His disciples, all of his followers of, of himself." after himself and those first elect and chosen ones plus the 140 that were following him they got the intel on how to expand father's kingdom as a son so here we go part two of citizenship sonship and love Grab your Bibles. I'm going to be, as I always do, out of my Greek and Hebrew keyword study Bible, breaking this down for you. Four points that I want you to draw in on, laser focus, and I'm going to reveal the protocols which opens up the door for you to have access to Abba Father and have proximity in this chamber, in this courtroom and on the mountain of God. Pay attention. We'll go as slow as I'm able to go within time. So again, this will be a two-part, multi-part podcast where you'll be able to come back and check it out. Come back and check it out. But let's get started. Um, Jesus is in the middle of a lengthy teaching before his crucifixion. And so we'll begin at verse 1 of John chapter 15. Jesus speaks, and he addresses Father as a dresser to him being a tree. And you and me alike are branches grafted into Jesus, who is dressed, supported, seated, imparted into by Abba Father. It's beautiful how the revelation comes. I hope you understand it. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, in the first two He is drawing connection between him and Abba Father and us. The bearing of the fruit is putting on display the nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.22 and 5.23. Putting on display. So a tree, an apple tree or any type of tree will have seed in the ground before it's a tree and the seed will do what seed does in producing a tree. The branches put on display or bear the weight of what the seed has in form and modality to produce. A tree doesn't produce fruit. The seed produces fruit. The tree puts on display what the seed is producing. So you and me alike are meant to display the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. We go on into verse 30, verse 3 of chapter 15. He's speaking to his disciples and he speaks here. Already you are clean because of the word that i have spoken to you now verse 4 is where i want you to highlight this word it is abide or remain but abide means to simply to be around to remain in and under so he says this word abide in me and i in you That's relationship. Abide in me. This is the first protocol that I want you to write down. Abide in me and I in you. This is the first protocol I want you to write down. Now that word remain, abide, is in the Greek, "meno." it simply means Let me find where I'm at here. It means for your understanding to to remain, rest around, be in and under. So he is saying, abide in me. This is the first protocol of expanding Father's kingdom. And more importantly, cultivating kingdom life. Abide in me and I in you as the branches cannot bear, put on display fruit. By itself, unless it does what? Abide in the vine. So your first position when you become born again is to be a disciple to learn how to abide in who? Jesus. Be around the door. Why? You connect it now to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29. Where in 28, he's talking about your burdens, bringing your burdens to him. But then he says something very interesting. He says, take my yoke upon you. And the yoke then now is connected to Isaiah 9 and 7. And what was given to the prophet Isaiah is the, the yoke that was upon his shoulders was the government of father's administration. So the protocols, statutes, and ordinances were upon Jesus' shoulder. So that ties in to Matthew, that ties into here where he says, As a a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So between three, I mean, between verse four, you have this word abide. Now this word abide means to remain. So you want to circle that word. This is the first protocol is to abide in Jesus. Verse five, he reiterates position, position, relationship, and proximity. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Again, that word bears is to put on display. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So it says, for apart from him, if you're not abiding in Jesus, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. So you you drive in your own efforts. And our limitations in the natural always have an expiration. Our limitations in the natural always has an expiration. Verse 7. Pay attention here. I want you to highlight verse 7, underline it as Jesus continues. If you abide in me, and now he adds, and my words abide in you. This is now the second protocol that brings you into access to the Abba Father. This is helping you out in sonship. This chapter is about sonship and co being a co-heir. But first, you have to learn how to be a son. A son abides around his brother and his family. A son remains with the family so that the family nurtures and supplies the maturation into the son so that the son can develop at a quicker capacity for to be included in the father's business. So verse 7. Put a star by it, highlight it, underline it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Another nugget Jesus reveals. He says this, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Two protocols he releases. The revelation is understood that if you abide in him and you abide in his word and they abide in you and you abide in them, then you can ask whatever you wish and it shall be done. And he gives the reason in verse eight, by this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit, put on display much fruit. So there'll be an abundance of the nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit is what he's talking about. And so prove to be my disciples. So when we put on display the fruit of the Spirit, we are showcasing an abundance of the nine characters or attributes of the Holy Spirit out of Galatians 5.22 and 5.23. So that's verse 7, and now we have verse 8 is the reason Four, verse 7 and verse 9 he says as the father has loved me so I have loved you verse 9 abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love the third protocol in sonship is abiding in the love of Jesus who is abiding in his Father's love. So ultimately, we're abiding in Father's love through his Son, by us remaining with the Son, and remaining in the words of the Son. Is this making sense to you? And every time Jesus speaks throughout the Scriptures by the Holy Spirit, because he still speaks, he still speaks, it is an instant command. It is a law slash rule, and it's a promise. Three, speaks to government. Verse 11, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy be in you, and that your joy may be full. So he's telling us we have a measure of joy that when we do these things supported by abiding in his word, abiding in him, and abiding in his love, that his joy fills us to have complete joy. Verse 12, again, he talks about a commandment that you love one another. Now he's talking about the brethren in the kingdom. Now in this scripture, he's talking about the Hebrew side, that you love one another. And those who were attached to, who were not Hebrew, because many who weren't Hebrew became born again. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. The highest rank of love is agape love. Shown by the Father, shared by Jesus. There's the demonstration. Verse fourteen: You are my friends if you do what I command you to do. So if all this bears witness to you, you become a friend to our Messiah. If you do what he uh, if you do what he commands you to do. Verse fifteen. Speaking to those disciples and the elect, first century apostles. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have revealed or made known to you. Then he talks about the election. You did not choose me. See, the kingdom of heaven has everything to do with election. The kingdom of heaven has everything to do with election. A king has the prerogative to choose and or elect who has his ear, who has his hand, and who shares his glory. Verse 16, pay attention. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Galatians 5.22 and 5.23. And that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, verse 13, he sums up these four things I command you so that you will love one another. Now, verse 16, I want you to tie verse 16 to verse 7. Pay attention to what he says in verse 7 and verse 16, because the fourth kingdom protocol to cultivating a kingdom life as a son has everything to do with abiding with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, And the fruit of the Holy Spirit abide in you. Did you catch that? So you have abiding with Jesus. You have abiding in his word. You have abiding in his love. And you have abiding with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which supports and sustains you in two things that he reveals. When you have the four protocols that open a doorway, a portal into the presence of our living Heavenly Father, the father of all living creation, where we are to have the knowledge of his glory and take his glory and fill it in the earth. When you have these four protocols, it brings you into proximity and have access to draw out a relationship with our Abba Father. And Jesus connects verse 7 and verse 16. Look at verse 7 and verse 16. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Will. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He may. Key word. So verse 7 Where we can ask Jesus to give because of the two protocols that we are ongoing, ever present, 24-7, seven days a week, 365, by the grace and power alone of the Holy Spirit. This is how we learn to cooperate with him, which helps us to fulfill living out a kingdom experience as a son. So the four protocols opens father's heart, his hand opens you up to relationship on a greater level. You can ask as a son to your father and to your king and to your judge, and he'll rule in your favor. A father will give to the son as the father sees fit. And a king handles all the needs of his sons and daughters. Four protocols, four key protocols, four key protocols that you need to understand as a son that opens the presence of the kingdom in the throne of grace, in his chamber, in the courtroom of father, on the mountain of God, where you gain access and have kingdom privileges at the same time. Subparts on the next series. We're going to dive in to sunship on a greater level. Have any questions? You can email me to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com and I will see you back here in the lab. Nightmoods HDQ. Have a good night.